We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome. <laughs> We're on, are we? Good, very good. Could this, not hear through uh, these beanies, mate. I think it was the was it your beanie or the ears anyway. I'm We're not back. sure what it was. I'm like, what's happening? What's Welcome happening? to episode number 16 of The Take with Willie and Ian. William, welcome to my studio. Nah, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I can hear you. We are wearing beanies this evening. Would you mm-hmm. like to tell everyone why we are wearing beanies and what you did today? Yeah, uh, this morning at... Uh, 11.30, everybody was at NRL headquarters uh, to raise money for brain cancer, Mark Hughes, uh, which is a great cause. He's been doing it since he got diagnosed and what a great what a great person. What a great person. And I think it reflects what sort of person he is to the amount of people that turned up and the quality of people that turned up. You know, like you had, you had some of the best like sports people in there. You had, I don't know, a bunch of fucking influencers who I didn't, I didn't really know, but... Um, Oh, there for the right reason. It yeah. was good, mate. It was good. We just walked from there to all the way to um to the opera house. The King Box Kerr, he was there. Yeah, the box was there. Joey was there. The big Dell was there with his oiled up calves. Um, <laughs> with his sleeveless shirt. He thought it was a summer. I was like, dude, oh, the sun's out, it's but it's still fucking cold. Um, yeah, but you had a heap of people in the fitness industry, the sporting industry, um, elderly, young kids, uh, people walking their kids. Uh, mate, it was great. And it was, you know, Mark Hughes has been doing some great things since since he got diagnosed. He's he's fine now, but like it's, you know, what he's it's the awareness, you know, that he's that he's promoting. The young kid from um, from Cronulla with brain cancer, and some other young kids and people all around the world with it. Mate, what what a great what a great cause! Just a simple beanie does, and it's just, they, and it's awesome, mate. Are they doing that round again? Is it is is yeah. this the round this week? It's men's it's um it's men's health week. This yeah, week, you know, so um. It's very important, you know. Um, there's a lot, a lot of stats down there. You, I mean, you're you're obviously in that in that area, so you know a lot of lot more than me. But um, what they did this morning was great. It was probably, I think, I'm not sure, but probably about three to four hundred people there. I know more than you about everything. Just, I know. If you can just put a line through, there's what I know. There's what you know, and I'm just yeah, there. I know that. Anyway, yeah, I look good just in a beanie to say, too. Yeah, Everyone. you look awesome in that beanie. Oi, don't let anyone else tell you any different. Who's telling me something different? I don't know. The producer's looking at you sideways. I don't know. Zig, Zig's looking at you sideways. Henry's there going, "You look like a dick," but you look cool. <laughs> I actually got a, a haircut specifically. My young bloke played in the state championships rugby on over the weekend. How'd he go? He went all right. He, uh, I don't want to be proud, Dad, but he got good. Be proud. He's player be a good of kid, the. Mate. Uh, he got player of the team, which yeah. was very good. He got the match ball signed. Didn't, by didn't the they kids. sign his ball? Yeah, you they said, signed you his said balls. to me. That's yeah. awesome, mate. That's good that they do that. It was nice, you know, like yeah. just you know, people appreciate that kind of stuff. It's it was actually really young good, kids, mate. It was. Um, it was down at Camden, and let me tell you, the, the, the setup down at Camden, they're all volunteers, and 
it's a wonderful, wonderful setup. It was, you know, it's a beautiful ground and, and they got through all of the games without a hitch and everybody's giving up their time for free and, you know, it's it's really good to see actually. There was just this, because it's Camden's almost in the country, there was just yeah, this faint... It's just, I was in Canberra last week. ...smell of manure and I was it's, like, oh, there's player agents here. Yeah, oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> Mate, back to men's health. Uh, just a couple of little stats for people. You know, we lose uh, six men per day to suicide. More men died by suicide in 2019 than than the entire Australian road toll of 2019 and 20 combined. Men are 75% more likely to commit suicide. On average, one in eight men will experience depression and one in five men will experience anxiety and so, at some stage of their life. So this is a very important week for us men. It is. You know, so it's great um, with Mark Hughes doing his kind of thing coincides with Men's Health Week. So, you know, people, people that are struggling at home, men's health, talk to people. We're always open if you want, if you want to come to us Take with Billy Mason and Ian. Um, you know, we're always open. You want advice, you want um, guidance or anything like that. We're all, we're always here. You know, like we can we can sit up here, or we can we can talk a lot of shit every week, but like we're, we're very, you know, we're very aware of stuff like that. So, you know, like don't don't be afraid to to speak out and and speak your mind and what, what's happening in your life because you know I know traditionally men are supposed to be tough and all that sort of shit, but times are changing. It's not 2021. Yeah. Well said, William. Speaking of someone who has, I guess, come out and, and done something very brave is Boyd Cordner officially announced mm. his retirement from rugby league. Um, he's had a wonderful career. Great career. Um, but I think what his career now will be remembered by, and very similar to Jake Friend, is is the strength that they had to come out and give away. I mean, Boyd Cordner's almost at the height of his career, really. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a New South Wales captain, he's Australian captain, and he's walked away from all of that with, I guess, his health as the main concern. I love that. I, I feel sorry for Boyd. I, 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 I keep in contact with him frequently. He's a good friend of the show. He was on last year. And he is one of the fucking best people you'll ever meet in your life. Regardless of rugby league, regardless of anything like that, you know that as well. Like yeah. the people that he's... People that come across Boyd would never say one bad word about that kid. Mm. I've known him since he was 16, 16 years old. This young up-and-coming kid, he had a beard pretty much the same as what he had now <laughs> when he was 16. And he's a man, he was always a man-child. He's just a big, big dude and was just an animal. And um, he, people don't understand what this kid has, has gone through, the, the mental anguish, what's happened in the last, just say, six months. Mm. You know what I mean? Getting, t- you know, like just imagine six months ago. Like I, I always think about. I'm, like, I'm 29. Just say his age, pretty much equivalent of what he's achieved apart from the premierships. Yeah. But and then you telling me that I have to retire. But I never got dealt those cards, and I couldn't. I can't fathom it because I was never ready to retire at that age because I knew you just have. I had a lot more to give, and he'd be thinking that as well. He's got so much more to give. He can play on. Current Roosters captain, New South Wales Australian captain. Leader of men, beautiful club, great successful club, all that kind of stuff, and then uh, you're talking to your partner, talking to your wife, or this and that, your father, and that, like the stuff that he would have went through for months to get to this decision. You don't wake up and go, "I'm done, guys. Let's hey, let's have a press conference. I don't feel like playing anymore." Players play. I always say that mm. we want to play, we want to play, but like it's what he's gone through in the last. You know, six months is is unbelievable. No one will ever experience it. Like, we can talk about it, but I haven't been through it. Guys like Jake Friend and that have been through it, but 
the decision he's come through, I'm, I'm actually really happy for him. He can sit back. I messaged him. I said, look, Boyd, I can't, ex- I can't, I'm paraphrasing, I can't explain, put into words what sort of player and person you are. Regardless, your life has just begun. Blah, blah, blah. Like, let's, you know, like, we'll have a good chat, have a good laugh and, you know, some, something like, uh, about, you know, those words. But I just wanted to, like, sort of congratulate him, but congratulate him on his career and his decision. It was hard to because, like, he's, still, he's probably still raw. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just, I find it's, he's made a man's decision. I think watching the footage of when he originally said that he was going to be back, they said round 12 we'd be back. Then it got pushed to round 14. Yeah. When it started getting pushed, mm. I started to think, I don't know, there's something going on. He, he, he may not feel right to go back. The fact that he was as emotional as he was when he gave mm. that press conference probably suggests that, you know, he came to the decision without, Anything other than the right thing in his mind. He, he knew 100% that was the right thing to do. He wasn't upset that the decision was made. He was mm. upset that he had to, I guess, walk away from his teammates and from the club. And, you know, it, it's a very That'd brave be, that thing to do. That would be very hard. You know what I mean? I just say, I want to know what the testing and everything like that. And we don't know, we don't know what he felt like. I don't know what he felt like. What would he feel like mentally? I don't understand. Like, I, we don't understand because we're not Boyd Cordner. We don't. Have, we we. I never got hit in the head as many times as Boyd did. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I didn't cop the, those concussions as a young kid. You know what I mean? Like he's copped a fair few, fair few concussions. So it's like it was just, yeah. Like it broke my heart. I was crying watching his watching his press conference. You one know, it was just like it was shattering, mate. Because he's one of he's one of the you know, he's like it's NRL fraternity. You know, you see one of your good mates going through that kind of stuff. It's fucking emotional. Looking at. Realistic, there's been a few retirements, you know, around like Jake Friend and, and Boyd Cordner are the big ones. But yeah. if you look through the year as well, you've had Ryan Madison sit out for a period of time. You've had Pappenhausen sit out. Wade Graham has now, he's taking four or four to six weeks off because of it. One thing about the crackdown, these sort of, I guess, new outlooks on concussion and taking concussion more seriously and the clubs accepting that it was something that they had a duty of care with the players for, that's over and above what's happening with this crackdown because realistically the clubs are the ones making the decisions with the player that the player's had concussions and he needs to sit out. So if you add that into the fact that the crackdown's there, I don't know, who's who's more responsible for the player welfare? Is it the overarching, the NRL, or is it the clubs and the players themselves? I tend to think it's the clubs and the players. I'll just digress a little bit. And I like with, with the stuff that is happening right now, it makes me wonder, like the era that I played in, what would have happened? Just, I mean, guys were copping net um, headshots every week. Blokes were getting up. Like, should we have taken four to six weeks off? Should it have been ten weeks off for us? You know, guys like Marco Mealy was fucking nearly concussed every single game. You should have, Will. You That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I honestly wonder, and I, I worry about my my mental health and my brain and stuff like that. Because if if Boyd is getting retired as a 29 year old, I know for a fact that blokes were copping fucking severe hits and nothing was done about it nothing so that's what it really makes me question shit i'm like for fuck's sake why did they let us go mm. why they let us beat the fuck out of each other and just not even care blokes on the ground like andrew johns was saying he's like he was getting hit more you know him making tackles knocked out like it's been he reckons 20 plus concussions knocked out not concussions knocked out carried off mm. still allowed to play what yeah. the fuck they let us play for 
So it is a good question. I, I well, think we're only talking about two thousands. We're talking about the nineties and eighties and seventies. We're talking about the two thousand, two thousand tens, and they still let this shit slide. Well, let's talk about that from the perspective of two of the greatest bravery stories in rugby league. And rugby league is a tough sport. There's no question. But the two greatest bravery stories are two South players in Sattler with the broken jaw. Fuck, it's hot, sorry. And Burgess. This beanie's making me hot. It's a nice-looking beanie. Yeah. Burgess in 2014 with the broken cheekbone, mm. right? And they're, they're sort of, those Seven stories years are ago. told. They're told as if these are the toughest men in the world. Can you imagine now, in the new era, there's no way they're letting blokes play with the broken jaw. Well, tell what what is the difference? We're not talking about the 80s. Like, what's eyes the difference? On. People it's know eyes now. on. Is yeah. everyone's more aware of it? Like, People what is the aware. difference now between from here right now, twenty twenty one, to when we we're playing in the 2000s and 2010s? What the fuck is it? Why do they care about these players more now than when we we're playing? They're I don't understand about that. Seven years ago, with Burgess. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't understand why they don't like, they didn't care about us that much. Is that and how mate, you feel? I actually really feel like that. Like yeah. when I when I look at this shit now, and I'm watching Boyd Cordner retire, I'm watching Jake Friend retire. I'm seeing a lot of these blokes fucking scattered. I'm hearing old players come out saying he, they played in the '80s and that. Like their life is fucking twisted and this and that, and they've done this and that. Like you know, like why, why didn't they care about us in the 2000s? Why? Ex Parramatta and um, I think he played for Gold Coast, um, the Seagulls. I think they were Brett Horsnell. He's come yeah, out. In the Brett press. Horsnell yeah, Brett Horsnell come out, and he's like. Like, what's, what's, I don't understand. Like, what is the difference between that time and now? Is it awareness? Is it, um, they've done a lot of research on it? Because you know what? Those players in the 80, uh, in the 70s and 80s in the NFL, they're the ones that were still in the NFL. Mm. Like, so they, they knew what was going on with CTE and shit like that. Did we just hide it because it wasn't relevant? Like, that's what I, that's what I'm, I'm looking at going, what the fuck is going on? Like, why, why did we not get cared about? Well, do you reckon, if you look at, I mean, that era, and that's definitely the era. When we were coming through, the era was definitely if you're injured, you play on, and if you don't, like if you play through injury, you're tough, and if you don't play through injury, you're a yeah. sook, you're never going to make it. So if you look at, I guess, the current era, they probably haven't come through with that same thing. If, they, if they've got an injury, they probably go, oh, well, I'm going to go to the physio, I'm going to do this. It's, it's a different mindset as well, don't you I reckon? I only retired six years ago, in. And the, that same mentality was the same shit. Yeah, I guess that was that's going true. on in the two thousands, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, now we've like flipped it around and gone. You know, people are retiring here and there. People are doing this and that. I'm like, why? Why didn't they really care about all of us when we were playing? Did they not care? Did they just think, oh well, just part of the part of the game? I I signed up to play that game. I don't care. I take all accountability for everything. I'm worried about my mates mm. that copped a hell of a lot more hits than I did. The knockouts and stuff like that, you know, like they didn't care about it. Just keep playing, guys. No one gives a shit. You know what I mean? I actually like, can't I'm remember fine. you getting knocked out. I, I'm fine, mate. I'm six yeah. foot fucking five and 115 kilos when yeah. I was playing. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was just that couple of inches above. But it wasn't even about that. It was about the. It's about the, the collisions. Mm. You know, I don't know. I, I, it, it frustrates me. Anyway, the more I hang out, uh, I hang out with uh, ex footballers and and talk about this shit. The, the more angrier I get. It's probably why I'm like this now because I was with Joey. I was with all these ex-players and they're fucking just going, you know what? What, what, what happened to us? Mm. You know what I mean? We're talking 2000s. This is not the 70s and 80s, mate. You know what I mean? It's just like, so like, yeah, fuck it. We've got good ratings and shit like you just, you know. That's why people, people like me don't give a fuck about the game, how it's run now because of the shit that they did to us. Well, 
the game has definitely changed in the last little while. And so one of the things, Trent Robinson brought it up, and and, and we've talked about it before, and, and I, I guess when you have a situation where there's new rules, there's a lot of smart people in the game, whether it's coaches or players, they're going to work out ways to get around those rules. So people are lying down. People are trying to push for penalties. People are – it doesn't look good for the game when – you talk about players wanting to play and how you play through injury and how you you know you get knocked out and you'd want to come straight back on. Now you got players pretending laying down like little pussies. Down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, I love Jack Hetherington, but people people are going to use that to the advantage because they know how much of an advantage it is getting penal getting a penalty, getting getting out of your own end for fucking tackle. You jammed in your twenty thirty meter mark. You saw like. It, you're sort of going to go, oh, if I can sort of help the team. So you're thinking team first. You are not thinking about yourself. You think team first. Can I get out of this area? We get a penalty. Next minute, we're in their half. You know what I mean? And it sucks that this is happening. But they've put these rules in place and people and players are going to exploit it. Mm. What are they whinging about? What are they doing? Like You put these rules in place, we're going to fucking exploit it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what players do. It doesn't matter what rules you put in. We will exploit everything that you do. The wrestling, you'll take it to that fucking nth degree. All this sort of shit that they're trying to do now, you'll take. You, of course, they do. You practice that shit at training. <laughs> you do. You talk about that shit before games. What happens if we get? You know, if you're in your forty meter, you get hit in the head. You know the rules. If you get hit in the head right now, you get a penalty. Yeah. Doesn't matter how hard it is or whatever. Hit to the head, doesn't matter. Jack Hedrington did the exact same thing. He's like, hey, um, regardless, you, you sort of take that out of, out of the equation. He's big, strong, fast, aggressive, front rower. Traditionally, shouldn't do that sort of shit. Fuck it. I get a penalty right in front of your post. Yeah. So you think about the team first. I want two points. I want to get a penalty out of, the, out of our yardage because we're getting flogged all game. You know what I mean? It's momentum switches. And that's what players do. You think about the team first. It's not, it's not that they're soft. It ain't this shit, but you put those rules in place, we'll fucking milk it for everything. And, and that's you, what happens. Don't put the rules in place, mate. Or get some fucking referees to look at what they're doing and have go, oh, he's, he's, he's sort of faking it. He got a little scratch on the head. Get a referee who knows his shit. That's it. That's all it is. Get a referee who knows what's going on. If it's a solid hit to the head, you should have seen that shit. If you think about a rugby league club, there's... A head coach, there's 47 assistant coaches. You've got defence coach, you've got, and then you've got a squad of 30 people. Now, in those squads of 30 people, plus the 75 coaching staff and strength and conditioning, someone's going to be smart enough to know... Hello, young Henrys. Someone's going to be smart Good enough morning. to know how to exploit rules. And if you've got 16 clubs, there's going to be at least eight interpretations right. of how you can cheat. That's that's the reality of the game now. And if you bring in five different rule sets in one year, the six again and this and that, trying to make the game faster, you change the whole fabric of the game in one yeah. go. And and you know what's going to happen? You get middles being smart and slick. They'll try and slow the game down. You know what I mean? It's a fucking wicked, crazy, fast game in the middle. I'm looking at play the balls and hits and stuff like It is aggressive in the middle. It's hard. And you're going to look for everything to exploit it. Everything. As I said before, like every single rule change – Players will exploit. And don't and, and if you haven't played the game or been in the trenches and shit, you wouldn't fucking know. But I know. You know what I mean? Because I know I've been in I've been involved in teams and it's like you're gonna exploit everything that you do. Every rule change that the that the that the um the refs come out with, you're gonna do it. Yeah. And so if you look at 
the way things are now. You've got players lying down. You've got situations on the weekend where my twin Cameron Munster kicked out for the, about the third time. Yeah, like and money. He gets he gets a he gets a fine. Now, what's worse is if you're if you've got the eyes on the game and you're a parent and you go, all right, well, there's the odd high shot here, versus now. You're allowed to kick someone. You're allowed to stub an elbow. And you, like, they're letting go of these things that look grubby. Cheap shots. Cheap shots. Because oh. a couple of blokes are slipping off high tackles. Mm. I just, the whole issue is consistency. Just exactly. I've, I've been saying that for years. Just be consistent. If people are doing grubby stuff and you want to clean the game up, like people standing on people like that, that instance, it's like, can you just penalise and send him for 10 or do something or $1,500 fine? Yeah. No one gives a shit about a fine when you're a player. No. You know what I mean? Like match payments at what, 30,000 30, now, 35,000 or something? He's getting that in origin about. That's what I'm saying. Over, he yeah. did that in origin. Right. You can do That's what I'm saying. Players in origin do not give a shit. You make a player, you find a player, will not hurt him. You make a player miss a game, that'll kill him. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not doing that, mate, because they don't want big dogs like Munster out of game two. Mm. There's an agenda all the time. People don't understand that sort of shit. I get it because I've been in the game. I know what it's about. Just so we talk about game two, you don't think it's fucking – you think uh, – I, I guarantee some person from New South Wales will be sent for 10. You reckon? Of some dumb shit so they want to even the state – they want to even it up so the ratings are bigger in game three. Do you think they want a dead rubber? No, they it's don't. a business. Understand the NRL is a business. Channel Nine, Fox, business. It's all about ratings. It's a billion dollar entity. Don't think they don't. They're not trying to even the shit up. So when you see in game two and you see lopsided bullshit um, referee decisions against against New South Wales, because they're going to do everything they can to get Queensland overboard. Controversial. Fuck it. It's the way it is. I've been involved in the game too long enough to fucking even think that doesn't. Don't be stupid enough. I think that doesn't happen. So what would you have given Cristiano Ronaldo Munster for his <laughs> double kick uh, in like do you reckon he gets do you reckon that's a genuine suspension or do you reckon I honestly don't. I I honestly don't. I don't think it was intentional. It was just like you trying to get up, clear oi, clear the ruck. Get away from my legs. I'm mm. trying to get up and play the ball. So there's 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 an interpretation there. Did he try and stomp on him? It wasn't like Adam McDougal stomping on tubes in '97. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't that shit. It was a person trying to get up. You know, like you don't understand when he's trying. He actually, you can't say that you actually try to stomp on his head. No, nah. you know, like it's just they're the ones that will slide. I love but, Cameron Munster so much. I cannot believe they even find him. Ridiculous. Yeah, I was money, I was with big money last after the other game. It was after the first game. He was even he was shocked, mm. and he they laugh about that shit. He gets fifteen hundred <laughs> shit like that. Mm. Fifteen hundred wipe your ass with that shit when you're playing. No care. And that's what people need to remember. It doesn't come. It, they don't go to the bank and get out fifteen hundred dollars in one dollar bills yeah. and then hand it over. <laughs> it comes out of their contract. It so, comes from a man who's been fined fine hundred grand in one year. That was impressive. I didn't even notice it. That was the best. I year. didn't notice it. No, honestly. You're talking about fifteen hundred to a bloke who's on a mill a year. Yeah, dude, come on! Like it's it's embarrassing. It's like when you get parking fines. <laughs> they still hurt. You got to. Pay I, them. I just I just love the bullshit that goes on with Origin Man. All right, the other thing that I want to talk about with you, William Marshall Mason, and I've been told that I need to be very specific on segments here, so I'm going to split this right into a nice, clear segment for the I didn't producer. even know we did segments. We just talk shit. No, well, apparently we're going to from now on. So the mid-season transfer fees. Ooh. How do we feel about that? What I want to talk about, people talk about loyalty to clubs. People talk about, oh, the players are just in it for the money. Look at 
Big Ken Mamolo from the Warriors. He's been offloaded to the Tigers mid-season. Now, anyone who thinks that he made that decision himself needs to have a look at the game he just played where he scored three tries and he was literally in tears on the mm-hmm. field. Now, that is not a bloke that wants to leave a club. But he's been pushed off. There you go. Have, have a go at West Tigers. Mm. How do you feel about mid-season transfers? There's good and bad in everything. There is. I, I can understand it from, you know... From club's perspective, if someone's underperforming, man, I can explain it if a, kid, if a, if a person's not happy. But when I'm, when I'm saying the person's not happy, he's the one who gets crucified in the media. Mm. He, you know what I mean? Like where Ken Romalo, he's, you know, he's pretty much unwanted, but they say he's getting traded. He's on a two-year deal, all this sort of shit. They, they control the narrative in the media and the Warriors do the same thing. The Warriors are controlling that sort of media, but it's bullshit. He's, he's unwanted. He hasn't performed this year. He hasn't. He's been a, he's been a great player. A couple of years ago, he's best winger, best winger in the comp. Under, understand this, dude, the Warriors' circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing away from his home, home country. They're stuck in Central Coast. You cannot be focused, like, for another year. For another year. You know what I mean? Like, understand where he's coming from. He went home last year. Yeah. He obviously wants to go home. He misses his family. He had a kid. You know what I mean? And they'll frown. He was, that was frowned upon when he went home last year. Not within the group, but obviously outside people are like, oh, yeah. he's not, he's not but I'm committed. Not within the group. Yeah. Of course not within the group. They, of course, they go it. home. But like, and then he's, he's not playing to his potential this year. And a lot of the Warriors players aren't. You know what I mean? Next minute, he's, he's not wanted, all that kind of stuff. But if you're a gun player and then you want out because you're not happy with the coach or how the club's going, whack. You are the worst person in the world. Where's the loyalty? Oh, my God. Why aren't you supposed to be loyal? People, have a look at the flip side of the coin. Ken Mamalo, and then have a look at the other side. When you're killing it and you want out of that shit club, then you're the worst person in the world. There's two sides of the story all the time. The interesting thing, with I think, with this particular transfer is that he signed a deal, right, a mid-season deal. So I would assume that the Warriors are playing part of his freight to the Tigers. I don't know that for sure. But of course I what happens... If and he'd been in Reggie's, or I don't think the Warriors play Reggie's, but he's been sitting on not playing first grade mm. for a few weeks, got dropped on form. If he goes out and plays, they were short of outside backs. The Warriors have said to him, We want you to play this game, and then you go. If he gets injured in that game, and, if I, he heard, knee, and I heard there was a strong rumor that he he knew that he was on the outer a couple of weeks ago, and then some outside backs got injured, and then Brownie goes. Do you mind playing for us, even though we don't want you? The only simple fact that he loves the brothers that were playing there, and that's the only reason why he played. He was sacrificing a lot more than this one game. He could have got injured and ruined his whole contract with the Tigers. That's right. But the fucking Warriors didn't care, did they? No. They said, go out there, Ken. Can you give us a game? We want you back, even though we're going to fucking drop you and get rid of you. Yeah. And that's a credit to him having the balls to do that and swallowing his pride and ego and going, all right, boys, I'm going to give him a one last effort. That's why he was crying. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why you're so emotional because these fuckers didn't want him anyway mm. and you made him play. Mm. It's bullshit. Fucking yeah. hate it, mate. It's funny, isn't it? Like people talk about – and, and I, look, I understand there are people out there and they are the people that essentially the fans that go and buy the memberships and the tickets and that sort of thing, that's the lifeblood of the game. There's no question. But the pressure on the players is people don't really understand. Can you imagine if he'd done his ACL that's on the I mean. weekend? And he's risking, going, all, he's risking all that because he loves the players that much. Yep. Full credit to um, to Kenny. Good, work. good luck you, and good luck. 
Did you just full credit to the boys? No, you to Ken. Did. I said to Kenny. Full credit to Ken. To Ken. That's our new one. Full credit to Ken. <laughs> just to Ken. That's it. Hi, Tiana from the Green Room Podcast here. Join me with an exclusive backstage pass featuring in-depth conversations and a bunch of personal and crazy stories from around the world with some of the biggest names in music, film, comedy and everything in between. These definitely aren't your average interviews. Come join me in the Green Room. Presented by the Handshake Agency. Check it out at thepodcast.com.au. Everybody should listen to the Green Room. Great show. Very good show. I'll tell you what's not good, Will. Me Club. taking selfies while you're talking? Oh, do, do you know what's <laughs> semi-off putting? Oh, it's the worst photo ever. Sucked in for having the worst photo trying to... Anyway. Tell you what's bad, Will. What's up? Club games during origin rounds. They're pretty bad, aren't they? Last week, it's just awful. Yeah. You've, and do you know what annoys me as well? They name all the origin players. <laughs> and they just fucking rest them. And then they, know, they have no intention of playing. Oh, it's a... Hey, you got to get the fans on board, mate. Like James Tedesco, he's going to fly directly to the Gold Coast. He's not going to play. Why would he play? Just be honest, people. Just be honest. Why would Why would these clubs risk in the middle of the year? And let's be honest. There's There's five teams that are at the top of the comp, and then there's a number of teams fighting for that sort of, you know, mid twelve to eight style, you know, twelve to six sort of area. Now those players don't. Those clubs don't have a lot of players playing Origin. So they're going to play other sides. All the top sides, why would they play their Origin players? No. Panthers don't care. I understand that. I, I can totally understand not playing your players if you've got a, if you've got a team that's stacked with like some really good juniors, like, like Penrith. But they've tried, they've tried to rest them, but then they're, they're losing. And if they lose, they don't care. Yeah, they don't really care because yeah. you're in a good position. And that's what most clubs do. They try and get off to such a good start knowing that they're going to probably lose about maybe – Four to four to eight players, like with Penrith losing a lot of players. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't agree, man. It sucks. It does. It's, it's silly. The Thursday night game, and thanks again to Channel Nine and all the sides for putting the Broncos on at prime time nonstop. I know Queensland's important, but if your rugby league team wasn't shit, then the rest of us wouldn't have to put up with. It was good in the two thousand tens and stuff when they were killing it. 1994, 95 when they were. It's great. Yeah. Two thousand and twenty one. Get the Broncos off my TV. They're dog yeah. shit. And people are people are really often, but people in Queensland, they know the ratings. They don't stop. Mm. They don't. And it's all about ratings. It's not about the team. People need to understand that kind of stuff, man. Real quick. At what it's point? It's all about ratings, man. Well, at what point do the Broncos fans stay? It's actually worse watching them than not watching them. And then yeah. the ratings and if, go. And if they're not at the game, they'll watch it on TV. You know what I mean? They've, got, they've just got such a massive supporter, supporter base. North Queensland do. I mean, like, the Titans aren't, aren't as big, but, like, it just sucks. And they're always going to do that. Remember, like, last, I mean, like, just say three years ago, Friday night every single week. Broncos. Broncos. Every week. And then, Ant, do you know who ruined that? Seabold. Anthony Seabold. Seabsy. What is he doing now? Ruining Newcastle. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Everywhere oh, he goes, he's so bad. He's got. The, they talk about the Midas. Midas touch. touch. I was going to say that. He's got the shit. Whatever touch. the other opposite of Midas is, shit bag touch. Yes, I thought. Good on you, I thought that was it. I hope you're going well. Uh, the you rabbits are a dollar fifteen. I'll take you. <laughs> you take seeds or what? Big head. Look at the size of it. Big target. <laughs> uh, Rabbitos will win that. So let's stop. 
Cowboys, yeah. Sharks. That's where's, f- my, where's my sheet where I can see all the shit? I've Henry, fuck's sake. kept that from you. Uh, the Cowboys and the Sharks. I reckon this is actually a boil over waiting to happen. Because yeah. the Cowboys have not been good, and the Sharks are starting to warm into their work now. They've got Johnson back. Um, they've got... Um, they've I, got think, a, I think they're right. Wait, they just beat Penrith. They just beat Penrith. Yep. So I think they're, they're on the up and up. I think they went through that little bit of a really shit um, sort of bit where it was like three or four weeks, and you know, players didn't know whether they were staying or going. Now, you know, like I think Moylan might be getting asked to stay. Sean Johnson know, knows he's going. So when people know where they stand in the club, they can play. They can play. So George is going through that now mm. because Dufty, Norman, you can see in their, in their, see, see in their efforts. It's awful because yeah. they don't really care about the club. No. But when you start going, shit, I still want to actually play in the NRL. I've got to actually play good because it's performance-based. Yeah. Then you start playing. So Cronulla went through that about like five weeks ago. And now they're coming through the other end. Mm. They haven't got the most talented side, but they've got a lot of talent. You know what I mean? Like just say... When I say that, not big, not big name players. They don't have big names. But they got toilets. Yeah. And they won the comp on that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, Moreland's, Moreland's been playing great in the last six weeks. With? But, sorry, and then Sean, Sean Johnson knows what he's doing. So, and then, therefore, look what he's playing for. He's fucking livelihood. Yeah, that's right. He wants, he wants to stay in the NRL. You know and he's I mean? on 900. And I so. think the Bulldogs should get him. Because I think, I think I'm going to write this year off. I think he's still playing good football, but coming back from an Achilles rupture... He needs about 18 months off. He'll get through this year. I think the Bulldogs should sign him. Be, he will compliment Burton so well next year because he's still got a lot of talent. I think he's top five most talent in the NRL that ever played rugby league. I can honestly say that. His talent is unbelievable. Yeah. He just needs to stay on the field and stay uninjured. Him, him, Sean John, uninjured Sean Johnson is one of the most freakish players you'll ever see. Yeah. And... We're pretty harsh on him sometimes because I know what he can do. What he's capable of. I know what he's capable of. But injuries hold you back. Team holds you back. But I think him playing there next year at the Bulldogs, they could do something. Mm. I honestly think they could. Honestly do. The funny thing is a couple of years ago, the West Tigers' Reggies were probably – they had a bigger salary cap than the Titans at that stage. The Sharks have taken over. They've got Townsend, Dugan, Fafita, all running around in Reggie's. What about the Reggie side? And still getting beat. They still get beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I seen uh, Townsend up at um, Coffs Harbour when I was up there. And he was sitting behind me and I was like, what's going on? Are you injured? And he goes, no, nah, man. And then I, was, I know. I was like, shit, that's right. You sign with someone else and they're never going to play it. Never you know again. What I mean? It's never, never again. again. Yeah. Only in, until I said, you got a fucking short memory, haven't they? He got him a grand final in 2016. The Panthers against the Roosters. Now, the Panthers have got all of their players back, realistically, this week. And I just think you can't judge the Panthers on the last two weeks because they had literally their seven best players out. Yeah. So this is this should be a good game. But I just think the Panthers will roll. It's a blue bet stadium. Yeah, it'd be a great game if the Roosters had everyone everyone playing. Yeah. It'd be great. But yeah, the Panthers will probably fly through them. The Roosters aren't getting enough credit, I reckon, for the amount of players that they got out. It's just phenomenal that they are even still competing at the Trent level. Trent Robinson's not getting enough credit. He's Trent such Robinson, a Craig Fitzgibbon, amazing, amazing people and coaches. Mm. As smart as hell. And Robbo's one of the best man managers. He's going to be a great coach for the next... 
probably 20 to 30 years, I reckon. Mm. You know, like he's, he's going to be outstanding because he's got that knack. He gets it, you know. He's doing well. The Knights and the Warriors. The Knights have got all their players back. Um, what's with all the stadiums? Do you know what? I just wish they weren't named after companies. I know I'm old school <laughs> and Duncan McRae are doing a great job with Bluebet, but what's Bluebet's like? McDonald Jones Stadium. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love how you're hating on that shit. One, yeah, well, bettingsite.com.au. You know what you need to do? You hey, just fuck sponsors off NRL. Stand. Stop it. We just <laughs> they want to buy every stadium. Do you know what? Every stadium for the rest of the year, as far as I'm concerned, is bettingsite.com.au stadium. So yeah, the I Knights agree. or are, Young Henrys. The Knights are playing the Warriors at bettingsite.com.au stadium. So they're back on home turf. They've got Ponga back, Pierce back. If they don't win this, there will be riots mm. in the streets. Yeah, they they should win it. But like, what what sort of what what Ponga comes back? What sort of Pierce comes back? You know, like they've been out for a while, man. Like you know, Pierce got injured like what, round three or something like that. Yeah, it's a long time, mate. Even though Pierce is a good player, he's, he's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? He'd be training his ass off. He'd be doing everything. He'd be doing everything right. But like, he's not that problem fixer up there. Something's up with all, all these other. Role players. Clemmer's on the bench too. Their, they're just not doing their job, mate. Clemmer's on the outer. They're not doing their job. I know Clemmer's on the outer. He is. Um, yeah. The Warriors, are, the Warriors are struggling as well. This be like, Most of these games this week are shit. It's doing my fucking head in, to be honest. Dragons Raiders. The the bookmakers, that's being played at bettingsite.com.au stadium as well, um, but yeah. the Wollongong version. Um, the Dragons and the Raiders are, are, are considered... The Dragons are actually favourites in that game. I cannot understand. Wow. The Dragons were so bad last week. <laughs> How diabolical. Just awful. Mm. I mean, look, full credit to, to, to Ken. Did you full credit him? I did. Full credit yeah. to the boys. All full right. credit to Ken. Yeah. Just to Ken. That's <laughs> Just it. Just to Ken and the Bulldogs. Yeah, they, they, both these teams are struggling. But the Raiders won last week and the Dragons were like really bad. So they don't think that the home, the home ground is going to give you a big advantage. Who's going to be less worse? That's what it's up to. Uh, the Tigers mm. against the Storm. And big shout-out to all of the West Tigers fans and the West Tigers teams. You are now my most hated team in the whole comp. I've tipped you to finish in the top eight. You ruined my bet last week. I can honestly say now I hope the West Tigers lose every game for the rest of the year by Who did the Tigers points. play last week? Eels. Yeah, and I was Who 11 scored and a try? Who scored a try against the 11. Tigers? Mike Acevo. Remember that? It just topped off the fucking multi. We can talk yes. about your winning bet when it yes. comes to old, when it comes oh, to our segment. I love it. We're and then I FaceTimed you. I know. And you and <laughs> you were drinking whiskey out of a wine glass, yes. William. Yes, and that's how I roll. That was a low point. So anyone who supports the West Tigers, don't tune into the show anymore because I hate you. Yeah, that was a low point. Parramatta against the Bulldogs, the Battle of the West. The Battle yeah. of the West. I think I might go out to this game. I had dinner with um, Freddie Serraldo, who's the – Steward of that game uh, for that club, been here for 35 years. Hazamel Majum at Utah. A few blokes out there. Like, we, we just, we, <laughs> it was so weird. We want, we always try and get together when the Bulldogs win. Mm. We've seen each other like, what, once? Once in <laughs> once. six years. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why are we taking so much time to see each other? I'm like, they've won one game this year. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Why, and don't the, was, why don't the Bulldogs have an old boys' day? Is it just the Knights that do that? Yeah, pretty much. The mate. old boys days. No, the Knights good. do some good things, mate, yeah. with, their, with their retired players. 
They do. Anyone who's ever played for that game gets invited up to Old Boys Day. They get embraced by the crowd. They do a lap around that around the oval. It means a lot. Mm. It means a lot. There's been a thousand players that play for the Bulldogs. They don't do that shit. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why because a lot of proud players, ex-players, current players that would love to do that kind of stuff, but they don't do it. But that's just fucking why they are. You should run their marketing department. That'd be good. Uh, all right, the, do better than the, first, the one that's there now. Yeah, him and the Broncos recruitment bloke. Yeah, out. sack, sack them. And the bloke picking the Channel sack 9 em. games. Sack them all, Matt Parrish. Manly beat the Titans, although you've tipped the Titans. Yeah, I just... You must I know just, something I, I don't. Yeah, I just think... Um, Jamal Fogarty's body's going to get him over <laughs> the line. I just think the Queensland players that are going into origin camp would want a big, big game. Mm. Big Tino, Dave Fafita, Fodawaka... Brimson, I'm not sure if Brimson's playing. Got some other plays. Um, Wallace, he's going to be. He's probably on the verge of getting picked, so mm. he's probably going to have a really big game. So all these guys that are pushing for Origin or trying to keep their Origin spots, they've got a lot to play for. So therefore, that's why I picked them. And the Titans do have a big forward pack. They do, and they've got a talented team, a very talented team. I would say they're full of big boys. Willie's big boy. All right, people. It was um, it was, it was like talking about the the level of playing of rugby league on the weekend, which sort of goes down a little bit on the, on the, during Origin. A little bit. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice. It goes down a fair bit. It does suck. And I was watching. And I can honestly say, like, I watched a couple of games, but they were just boring the fuck out of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was killing me. Mm. We did the Monday game and just dragged on for so long. It was just. It was a bit torturous, actually. But um, my three votes, or should I go one, two, three? Go one, what two, three. My first vote is Jack Anthony. I thought he was outstanding. And don't get it twisted because St. George aren't coming first and stuff like that. But their forward pack, they've got some grown-ass men in that team, man. Tarek Sims and Vaughan and all these other blokes, they hit, they hit hard. You know what I mean? So Jack Anthony was outstanding. I would have given him two votes, but he copped that little slap and fucking laid down. Yeah, he lose points for that. <laughs> he lost one point. He lose points for that. <laughs> he lost one point. I was like, fuck, Jack, don't do that. I get it, as I was saying before. One of the two points, he got it. You know what I mean? So, well done, Jack. But two points, kick out. What an animal. Man, they got beat by Cronulla. Cronulla's got a good team, man. Trust me. They've just been playing really, really shit, and I think they're really going to come. They go, oh, they're going to come out, and I think they'll make the top eight. Kick out on that edge. Just because he's on the left edge doesn't mean he just stays on that edge. I love back rolls like that. He's on that left edge. He gets all the he gets the lion's share of the of the ball. Boom, gets all the early ball, gets the gets the balls when he's hitting the hole. Everything like gets it all. But then he gets back in the middle. And he does those tough runs, mate. You know what I mean? Um when they're on that 20 meter line and he goes to the open side. I love seeing that shit and he does it all the time. Three points, Toby Rudolph. He's got two first names, but I love him. Great kid, awesome bloke. But he plays hard, mate, and he does all the tough shit. He plays about 50 to 60 minutes in the middle. He's getting, I think it was about 14 carries and, you know, 160 metres. He could actually be our first two first names in the list. He's up there. Liam Martin? Is Liam he, Martin is number one. Has he got any points yet? I don't think he has. He's not big enough. No, I think he's got one or two. Has maybe. he? 
Yeah. Well, well otherwise, Toby Rudolph. You know Toby who would Rudolph. win this? Andrew Ryan is the number one double first name. How can you have that? Or actually, Alex or Alex Glenn. Alex Glenn. He's got no points. We actually should have a best two first yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mate, I'm a big double first name. And people now, now because a lot of people are called Mason, people because I used to hammer Andrew Ryan, Bobcat, the great Bobcat. Andrew Ryan, you're a double. I used to call him double first. What's going on? And then. All of a sudden, Mason started being like a traditional first name. I said, "Bullshit! You can't call Doesn't him double count. first. Doesn't, Doesn't count, count, mate. You're a re- Andrew, and then Ryan. Mm. Come on, man. Do you Alex know the, Glenn. Do you know the greatest double namer of all time? Who? McNeil. You reckon? Yeah, McNeil's a top five. He's a top five candidate. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer on a lot, a lot of levels. Anyway, Toby, Toby Rudolph. I'm, I'm happy for that kid. He's a great kid, and he's got a big future. Uh, yeah, he gets my three votes. All right, you've been waiting to do this the whole show. William? Yeah. Your bet got up. My beer just spilled over. You are officially the best punter. I'm winning, aren't I? Yep, you're winning. So the take has had some – I mean, we've had some highs and lows over the last two years. The lowest thing's probably been your win rate in terms of the bets that we've made. But all of a sudden... How many have you won this year? Just one? I've won two this year. The producer's won none. What happened, producer? You've won three. Harry's won one or two. The producer's won none. And the producer's won none. Yeah, okay. I think... Hang on. The producer's won none still. So... (laughs) What about now? He's still won nothing. Harry, welcome to... The little laptop where all we can see is your wonderful head and the magnificent Sydney city behind you. Yeah, beautiful night in the Harbour City, William Ian. It's time to celebrate. How about that win? How much did he win? $8.20. Well, 50 times eight was 410 bucks. You do the math. He just did 420. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. So we've now we've now won very, very close, a bee's dick from three thousand dollars. Really? Already? Already, we're going half a year. Getting Awful. there. We're getting there, though. Getting it's, there. It's slowly building up. <laughs> Slow. Do you know what? There's going to be a massive back end to the winning schedule. I you can reckon? Tell. Yep. And here, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it. I just, Do you reckon you'll win soon? You're a bit of a loser. I West, think you'll win this week. There West you go. Tigers. Thank you. Thank you. So, what I have chosen this week is the Knights to cover the line. Manly to cover the line and the Rabbitohs to beat the Broncos 13 plus. Now, traditionally, all my Broncos bets lose, but they're mm. just so awful. All of us loses all, every time we. Every time you bet, bet on for a Broncos, Broncos game. Like, Fuck, man. Either way, sometimes they win, sometimes they yeah. lose. Harold, what well, do you reckon? Uh, love this. Rabbitohs 13 plus, that just feels like a fait accompli. Just count that in the bank. The Knights get a few big names back in. So the four and a half line for them looks good as well. The Warriors, who knows what's doing with them? They had the whole Marmalo thing. Full like credit to week, Ken. Yeah. They, and then some weeks it's it's like, you know, they moved Peter Hicku on earlier in the year as well. So it looks like they're just trying to get young guys in doing mm. the whole Brownie thing. So we'll see how that goes for them. But the Knights get, you know, Pierce, Ponga, Clem, some big names back. Heimel Hunt's a big inclusion for them too. And then the Sea Eagles at the seven and a half line for $5.73 at play up. Ian, you're in the ballpark, I reckon. 
What's play up? Is that a new? I've never heard of them. That's a new. Um, uh, well done. Well done to play up. One, one of the online bookies, yeah, betting side has um, punched the numbers and said go to play up. I'd never play up. Well, never, never. Of course not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave mine. that right alone. Right. I am going to leave that. Uh, alone. Yeah, mine is Alex Johnson anytime try scorer. Sharks plus two and a half. Panthers versus Roosters under forty six and a half, and the Sea Eagles minus seven and a half. Oh, Willie, Willie, mine again. You get Look, I've been I studying reckon, the guide that much. You're a, red, you're a red hot chance to go back to back here. I think Alex Johnson, anytime try scorer. He's scored something like 94 tries in 94 games on the left wing for South. Like wow. he's just he's automatic. So tick. Uh, I think the Sharks are a really good value at the plus two and a half line. I think they're they're the upset pick for the weekend. I reckon they win. Yeah, I, I, I think Sharks. so too. Uh, Panthers Roosters unders. I think Penrith win that comfortably, but I think the Roosters will sort of hang around a lot longer than what they probably should, considering all the outs that they've had and the emotional week of Boyd Cordner and stuff retiring. The line's only 11.5 for that game, but I still think cold night out at Penrith. Oh, it's miserable. A big, yeah, wet ball. I, I, I think that game's going under. Ooh, all right, good. Uh, yeah. That's it, and that remember that's at bettingsite.com.au stadium too out there. At uh, yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, the recently renamed. The recently of- renamed. Uh, We're going to rename yeah. every every stadium. Though. Every stadium's that, except for so, one three hundred smiles. They can keep that. Look, one. you got your eight dollar twenty bet up with Ned's last week. Well, Ned's have come back to you, Willie. Ten dollars forty six. They're giving you for this one. So, oh, they still oh, love me, Ned's. Good on you. I love yeah. you guys. We love. They, they haven't. They haven't cancelled your bets yet. So yeah, that's look, good. They're keen to come back. Uh, so the producer has gone Hasn't back to the... Hasn't he just like... That looks like a person who just does not back himself. He's given up. He's given up on gambling, mate. Do you know what? I'll tell you what it is with the producer. Sometimes you just lie awake staring at the cracks in the ceiling thinking, am I just not good enough? And that's where the producer's at now. He just sits there <laughs> with nothing but self-doubt and failure. He's doubting himself and I'm sitting here doing five fucking multi Yeah, smashing them. Called. So he's, he's gone to Flemington Race... <laughs> <laughs> Flemington Race 8, number 11, Rubski. He's gone to the Rubskis. Oh, Jeez, um, he's wearing the which, clock back. Lemon Ruskies, Ruskies, Rubasaki. What, what is that on play-up? Where, where do you get the Rubskies from? He's getting from, from play-up. He's going straight to play-up. Now, so <laughs> he, he used to be good at horses, but now he's not. So what's what do we get for this one? Rubasaki. Okay, race eight, number 11 at Flemington. $6 at Sportsbet is the spot to go. So that's where you're looking to get the value. I'm actually going to back it just in case. He's it's like he doesn't want to win any money. Because he's a you know? miserable human being. Well, he's a beautiful the human. clock is right twice a day, so you got to get one eventually. That's very true. Now, Harold, you owe us something. What do you got? You're due, look, son. I've gone from eight legs back to four. Yeah, that was, sorry, how'd you go? Sorry, how did you go? I lost. I lost count of the fucking legs that you had last week. He went out. Look, I did really two. good, but the uh, but the, it was done on the Friday night, and basically everything else was yeah was right. I just got fuck one off. Leg. Really, one yeah. leg wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, that's fair effort. Hey, that's what. Hey, I just justify shit later. If I get everything else right and one's wrong, <laughs> I still win somewhere. Look, hey, do you I not agree? D- it's true. Yeah. I didn't DM any anyone on Instagram telling them that you know you cost me my multi. Don't slide into they DMs, mate. It's terrible. 
<laughs> All right. So I've gone the Rabbitohs. I reckon they'll cover the 17 and a half start. I think they'll win and win big. I think the Panthers will cover the 11 and a half start. Ooh. Just every game that they've been fully loaded at, they have just comfortably covered the line. So I'm banking on the fact that they've got all their guns back and, you know, the show will roll on. And the Storm at the 23 and a half start, I think they're absolutely going to smash the Tigers. So you can lock that in. They're only a dollar eight head to head. So why not go the big win? And I think the Sea Eagles straight up, they'll get the win on the Gold Coast on Sunday afternoon. Mm. Good. There yeah. we go. I mean, I don't want to death ride the Tigers, but I hope their entire grandstand burns down. Well, look, <laughs> you and I both. But anyway, nine dollars thirty nine. You burn. You're better that than one, that. So. I'm not better than that. All right. Well, thank you. That's if we look at that. I'll just do that in my head. That's uh, if we all get up and we're not going against each other for the first time. That's last time. Bucks. Last week we didn't go against each other. No, funnily, yeah, we're all our bets are in play. Just They're looking all in play now. All are in play, and we're not sabotaging. Yep. So that's good news. That is good news, and it's good news for our friends at bettingsite.com.au because we're basically not winning any money. So. No. But I know you support even we're going to – we're heading down to Bungendore in a few weeks to um, hand over sort of – well, we've already given them the money from last year, but, you know, we're going down to Bungendore. And what we would love, Harry, is for us to get down to a new club at the end of the year and hand over some cash and, and help some clubs out. So, mate, we look forward to next week where you can talk about how wonderful our betting is. Well, hopefully there's thousands in the kitty at the end of next week. So if you're going to bet right, you got to do it at betting site. Nice. That's true. That's a good segue. Well done, Harry. See you, mate. See, See you, Harry. guys. Bet right at betting site and gamble responsibly, people. Why don't you put your headphones on when you well, gamble responsibly? Fucking ears are sore. Sorry. All right. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, it is fair enough. All right. So we're going. And I can still hear. Because my voice is Beautiful. manly and carries. Manly. Carries. Beautiful vanilla vanilla chocolate you are. You'd be a bit of vanilla chocolate. Uh, I don't want to go into the tips too much because it's embarrassing again for the producer. He's just choked and he's, he was well in front. How are we going? What, no, what about what I got on the weekend? I reckon about fucking three or four. <laughs> I don't think so. Am I? There you go. I mean, good at, I'm good at I'm the I'm at tippings. 65 people. Yeah. Only because I get forced into doing some dumb shit. Well, there's, there's, we've gone the same, William. So you'll get eight. Well, this what happened. This, this what happened last week, and I went four against it. So tell me who you tipped this week. Right, I got the rabbits. I think this week is very hard because there's a lot of average teams playing average teams. So I'm all over the shop. I asked a ten year old kid to do my bets today. Actually, <laughs> I said I honestly did. I was getting a haircut this morning. Shout out to Armand. At, um, I forget what it's called. Barbarians now. We used to be called Hair Talks. I get a I get a haircut there every Wednesday. I go train at E Lab. I go, get a haircut, and then I'll do my tips at the barber. And the 10-year-old was in there. I said, can you just tip all this shit apart from the Storm and Panthers? And then they come up with, so I've got the Rabbits, Sharks, Panthers, Knights, Raiders, Storm, Eels, and Titans. So he's as smart as you. That's eight from eight. Yeah. I've seen he, this. I've seen the future. He's as smart as a 10-year-old. Yeah. Well, he's a smart 10-year-old, I'll tell you. He's, he's, a, he's a genius level. Yeah. Speaking of smart 10-year-olds, you know what I did yesterday? I did Einstein's Riddle with my son. He's 12, He's 11. Mm-hmm. Took a while. What is it? What are you talking about? It's too hard, but I'm just saying that I'm, I, as a general rule, children are smarter than adults. So it's probably safe to say this kid's going to bet 
Yeah, 100%. Huckleberry Finn's all good. Uh, all right, so there was going to be a headline this week, but we're not going to do a headline. We're going to do – actually, here's the headline. Willie Mason opens up next week entries for the club to win all of the money that we have now provided for them through bettingsite.com.au. So next week will be the first week where any clubs can start uh, ah, sending in good, sending good, in good, good videos. Why videos. do you need the money? Why do you need the money? Need to be a good excuse, not because oh we need the money. Mm. Everyone needs money. Last year, Frankston had such an amazing video, and, and it's unfortunate that Melbourne goes into lockdown every ten seconds because we'd love to get down to Frankston. We are going to Bungendore next week. Yeah, just get get, crea- get creative, people. Get creative. You know what I mean? Just you know. Don't just go, oh, I need money because we don't have any. That's it. No, you're not going to get it. No. Be creative. So we, we obviously we're going to – we hope to raise a lot of money this year. Last year was 10 grand. This year we're at three. So might be doing one club this year, not two. Well, that's why it's even more important that the in- yeah. entries are good because yeah. uh, if there's not as much money, it means we won't be able to spread it around. And I, and I know that $5,000 goes a long way in sort of these junior clubs. So – um, thanks to our great yeah. sponsors at bettingsite.com. This is one of the favourite things that we do with this show. Yeah, I love um, doing this. We're looking forward to going down to Bungendore in a few weeks. We'll get down to Frankston when we can. And so send in your videos um, and we will make a decision based around that towards the end of the year. But if you start the process now, it's probably going to – if you get in early, we'll like you. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. We are going to do a Twitter game this week. We did a Twitter game last week. Can we not pick a shit game? Let's. Uh, I'm. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, my, it's hard not to this week. Actually, shout out to. I'm, I can't do the Saturday night. It's my dad's 80th birthday. Shout out to Johnny Rambo. Um, he never listens to the show because he's been disappointed in me from a very, very early age. And he probably doesn't know how to use he's podcasts because he's, he's 80. But if he did, he'd love this show. But mm. uh, what are we going to do? Maybe the Eels and Bulldogs on a Sunday. I might, right. be, I might be at that game. I might be at that game. All right. Well, so if I do it, I'll live, live tweet. Double yeah. live tweet. Double live tweet. That's so Eels versus Bulldogs, that's what we're going to do. You know how hard that is actually, double live tweet? I don't know what you're talking My about. My attention span's about 10 seconds. <laughs> people Thank know, you. People know that. Oh, Big Aaron from, uh, he's our favourite, he's our biggest fan in, in New Zealand. He loves the Titans. He rated, reviewed and subscribed us on the weekend. And uh, everyone else should do that. And then Thank you, get a you shout AA, Ron. Thanks, Aaron. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 